Yo, 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 what is up everybody and welcome to another episode of Muha's Moneyline presented by Local 219. We are currently on episode 16 or 17 I believe, so um, we've had a pretty good run here with some consistent results with the podcast and some uploads done. Um, I hope you guys have been following along, hopefully been winning some money along the way. Um, as always, going to recap where we are with the current state of the NBA. We are looking at Game 6 tonight with the Warriors at Boston. Warriors are currently leading the Series 3-2. And frankly, this is the first time that the Warriors have really taken control of the series. Um, first game, Boston won. Warriors won the following game. Boston wins Game 3, go up 2-1 in the series, and they really had an opportunity in Game um four to really push some pressure on the Warriors trying to take that lead up to 3-1 but again Warriors ended up winning tying the series again and then this past matchup in game five Warriors just asserted themselves um, as a defending champion with that experience and now they lead this series 3-2 as mentioned that game is tonight with the Warriors at Boston I predicted that the Warriors were going to win this series. I don't know whether they're going to do that in Game 6 or 7. I'm feeling pretty confident that the Warriors are going to just put the series away tonight. So with that being said, um, that's going to transition into the first bet of the night. Warriors money line plus 150. Really good value there at plus 150. If you wanted to go with the spread, they have that at Warriors plus 4 at minus 110 odds. So if you feel a little bit more comfortable getting those points from the Warriors, by all means, take those extra points. But I just really see a situation where the Warriors um, take that victory tonight. Game 5, Steph probably played his worst game of the entire finals, and I just don't see a scenario where Steph Curry is going to have as poor of a shooting performance as he did in Game 5. Steph shot 7-22 from the field and was 0-9 from the three-point line, and I think this is the first game in something ridiculous in playoff matchups for stuff that he has not had a three-pointer um, in a game. So I just don't see that happening back-to-back nights with Steph Curry, especially with how he's played so far in this series. And one of the biggest factors for the Warriors, especially in these last two games, has been Andrew Wiggins. He's been the big difference maker. Um, he's been putting up some points for um, the Warriors who have been kind of struggling outside of stuff to get points on the board. So Andrew Wiggins has really come up big, especially on the defensive side of the ball, guarding Tatum. Um, He's done a really good job with Tatum. But the key difference in these last two games that the Warriors won and what was hurting them in the beginning of the series when Boston was um, kind of taking control of the series was rebounding. Over the last two games, Wiggins has had 29 rebounds. He's had 13 the last game, and then in game four, he had 16 rebounds. So that has been a huge difference for the Warriors. Again, that was their killer in the first couple of games with they um, getting out-rebounded by 15-20 boards. So Wiggins has really stepped up big, and I just see momentum going to the Warriors, them taking the series, winning the finals tonight. They're going to avoid that game seven. And they're going to really take it to Boston and the Boston fan base out there as well. Some other action for tonight, transitioning over to baseball. I am going to be riding with the Angels' money line against the Seattle Mariners at minus 125. 
The Angels have Otani on the mound. He hasn't been spectacular on the mound. He has like a 3.56 ERA or something along those lines. He's 4-4 on the year. Um, Right now, the Angels have been struggling, especially on the road. They have a 11-game losing streak on the road. But I do like, at one point or another, that losing streak has to come to the end for the Angels. The Mariners have a 14-14 and record at home. They also have a pitcher that has like a 3.56 ERA, so pretty even in terms of ERA in the starting pitching matchup. Um, but I really just like the Angels to finally get this monkey off the back, get a, get a season win on the road to end this streak of losing. Mariners are not that great of a team. I've watched them a couple games, so I really like this as a bounce-back game for the Angels to finally snap this losing streak. And moving on to the next bet, I'm just kind of going right through this. Um, I had some pre-notes done, so I'm pretty much prepared, ready to go for everything. Um, I'm going to switch over to hockey, oddly enough, which is normally not my forte. But talking to some of my hockey guys in my betting group chat, everybody's kind of liking the home teams in the Stanley Cup final. Um Avalanche did get the win last night in OT, which is a pretty sick game. It was actually one of the first games I've watched of hockey this entire playoffs. It was a really good game. Um, Avalanche took a pretty commanding lead, 3-1. Then in the second period, um, the Lightning scored two goals in 48 seconds, tied it up. No scoring in the third period, and then eventually with four or five minutes into the OT, um, the Avalanche ended up winning the game. Colorado Avalanche are 6-2 this playoff series. Um, Not this playoff series, but the playoffs in general at home. They've won their last three at home, which includes two games against the Oilers and this last game against the Lightning. So I just kind of like the home team, especially the Avalanche, with how they've played at home, um, taking a commanding 2-0 series lead, and I'm going to take the Avalanche money line at minus 150. Transitioning to something a little different um, with it being the U.S. Open this week. It's kind of been pretty crazy with the talk leading up to this event because you got some of the live golf guys playing in this event because it's not a PGA event, but rather a USGA event. So there's been a little animosity um, on the tee boxes with some guys greeting each other, some guys not. So it has a little bit of some tension going into this. Rums made some comments in regards to the live golf and him wanting to stay on the PGA because of the history, the format of the event. So this is like the first time where PGA's just kind of had some ruffling the feathers leading up to a major event like this, especially because you have guys on a competing tour now playing in this event. So it's going to be curious on how this plays out um, the next couple of months, along with the next couple of years, seeing how many guys at the live golf tour can take how the PGA responds to these guys playing on the live tour, allowing them to possibly play in the majors. So going to be interesting to see how that plays out. With all that being said, um, I did find kind of an interesting category here in DraftKings. It's a round two three-ball event. So pretty much they give you three players that are going to be paired up for round two. And out of those three players, you're pretty much selecting the guy that's going to have the lowest score of the day. Um, I have a round two, three ball play with Rom as the favorite at minus 135. That's who I'm going to be leaning against. He's going to be paired up with Colin Morikawa and James Pyatt. Um, right now, Morikawa, 
is definitely going to be putting some pressure on Rom. Payet I'm not too concerned about. I think he's a plus 735 to win out of this group. So it's pretty much Rom versus Morikawa. Rom has played traditionally pretty well in the U.S. Opens. He's a long ball hitter. He's got the strength to hit the ball out of the rough. And I am leaning towards him to have a good round two um, to get him into contention going to Mugune on Saturday and eventually having a good position in the Sunday. So round two, three ball, Rom at minus 135 odds. Then my final play of the weekend is going to be Mets money line. I still don't have the odds for this game. They do have one of the races on the mound with um, Kira Cusco on the mound for the Mets. No starter has been determined yet for um, the Marlins, who they will be facing. So um, Kirikosko is 7-2 with a 3.93 ERA. So the the Mets have one of the better pitchers on the mound. They have one of the best select records in the league. So even if this is a situation where the money line is, it's minus 210 or something along those lines with them being extreme favorites, um, I could see a situation where I may even take um, the Mets minus one and a half, which will probably give you odds at minus 110. I'm just kind of waiting for those matchups to um, hit DraftKings. I probably will hit later tonight. Um, but that's going to be what I'm leaning, going to be leaning towards for Friday play. That's all I got for this week. Hopefully we get some winners across the board in all sports that include baseball, basketball, hockey, golf. We're kind of touching all the areas of what's going on right now. I hope everyone has a good weekend. And thanks again for listening to Muha's Moneyline presented by Local 219.